Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we continue the series, U+. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Hello, community. You know, I've been thinking about how hard we all work to make sure we look good to each other. And, and maybe we should just call it global truce on trying so hard to look good. I'll tell you, I'll go first. Take my Instagram. It's, it's a perfect example. If you take a look at my Instagram, here's what you will find. You'll find me running a Thanksgiving turkey trot race with my kids. Uh, you'll find me at a party, hanging out with good-looking people, having lots of fun. Uh, you'll see me speaking at a conference somewhere in front of hundreds of people. And my Instagram, it looks good. Now, here's what you won't find on my Instagram account. You will not find a picture of Sue and me in an argument. You will not find a photo of me unshowered and unshaven. You won't find any sign of anything depressing or discouraging. And why? Why is that? I I don't think I really consciously do it, but I'm sure at some level it's so that I look good to you. Now, if you think that's bad, check out this guy. A tattoo artist who lives in England named Dean Gunther has a client who hated working out, but wanted to have the look of well-toned six-pack abs. He thought that's what the ladies wanted. So he asked Gunther to tattoo the six-pack abs right on his stomach. Now look at this photo. I'm talking, that is either brilliant or one of the most ridiculous things anyone's ever done. I'll tell you what, let's uh, just do me a favor. Type in the chat, either brilliant or ridiculous. Whatever you think, brilliant or ridiculous, type in the chat. All right, why do we do these things? Why do we go to such efforts to make ourselves look good? Because we care what other people think, right? We want people to notice us, to think well of us, to see us as successful or important, valuable. And sometimes the things we do to get noticed are insignificant, or other times they're slightly insane. But this desire for approval, it has massive implications for us as disciples of Jesus. And this desire for approval is exactly what Jesus talks about in the next section of the Sermon on the Mount. And what I want you to do is to hold on to that thought. We're going to come back to it. We're we're seven weeks into our U Plus series. And the whole intention behind this U Plus series is to help us grow as disciples of Jesus. Now, do you remember our definition of disciple? We said this, a disciple is someone who hears from God and does what he says. A disciple is someone who hears from God and does what he says. And U Plus is an invitation for us to identify ourselves as disciples of Jesus. To not settle for the U life, where every choice and every action is determined by you, what you think, what you want. But the you plus life is the life and life to the full that Jesus offers. And we experience that you plus life when we live as disciples of Jesus. Now, in order to help you, what we're doing is we're offering each of the opportunity to have a you plus conversation. And this is a conversation with someone in the church to help you discern what is God saying to you and how do you take your next steps as a disciple? might be interesting. Back in the fall, we did a beta test with these conversations, invited several people in our church to try out the U-plus conversation before we rolled the whole thing out. Well, in response, we discovered there's kind of like three different kinds of people. There's there's like eager people. And these are the people who, who are excited about the U-plus conversation. They jumped the chance to have one. Then there are kind of willing people. 
Uh, they could see the value in a U-plus conversation, but they were slower because they hadn't done this before. And then there were kind of cautious people. They were the ones who wanted more information and would ask, hey, well, explain to me, what, what is a U-plus conversation? Now, no matter which kind of person you are, I want you to know this. All of those feelings are normal. But know this, relationships are a catalyst for spiritual growth. And conversations are at the core of every relationship. So wherever you are spiritually, wherever your reaction is to this, it's okay. But know that we're going to gently continue to encourage you to have a U-plus conversation because we really do believe it can be transformative. I, I've had several U-plus conversations with people, and in every one of them, the other person got clarity about their next step spiritually. And so far, 100% of the time, they've told me they were glad that they entered into that conversation. Now, in fact, Jesus had these type of U-plus conversations with his disciples repeatedly over the three years he was with them. In fact, the whole Sermon on the Mount is kind of like one giant U-plus conversation. Now, in the section we're going to look at today, Jesus speaks to his disciples about engaging in three spiritual practices, practices you might include in your U-plus conversation, giving, prayer, and fasting. Now, Jesus isn't trying to get us just to give or to pray or to fast. He wants to make sure that we do it for the right reason. And what Jesus is most concerned about is our motivation. You, you can see his concern in the very first verse as he says this. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, verse 1 here of chapter 6 is kind of like Jesus' thesis statement for all the verses that follow. The key to the whole section can be found right there where it says, to be seen by them. Are we doing these things? Giving, praying, fasting, just to be seen by them. Jesus wants us to really be aware that our motivations matter. Is our motivation intrinsic to grow in a relationship with God? Or is our motivation extrinsic to be seen by them, seen by others and get the praise and acknowledgement of others? Kind of like tattooed abs. <laughs> now, here's something very important to understand right at the get-go. We are hardwired to desire affirmation. And that's not a bad quality. It just is. In fact, we see it from the earliest stages of our lives. I can remember seeing this in all my kids. I mean, Amy, my daughter, when she was little, she, she would dance on the landing step at the entry of our townhouse. And she, she would look up at us and say, watch my program, watch my program. And then she'd perform and w wait for us to applaud. And I remember Josh shooting on his little tyke basketball hoop and say, watch this, watch this. And if he'd make a basket, then he wanted me to high five him. Or I could be sitting in my chair reading something. And I remember Caleb, our youngest, he'd just interrupt me, reach right up and actually grab my face, say, dad, dad, dad. I mean, he, like he wanted my attention. This drive to be noticed, it's not the result of sin. It was put in us by God. The problem is where we go looking for attention and affirmation. You see, we were made to notice God and to be noticed by God. But we often go chasing after the attention and affirmation of others. It was scholar Frederick Dale Bruner who suggests that a better, more literal kind of translation of this first kind of thesis verse is this. Watch out that you do not do your righteousness in front of other people in order to be a theater to them. So Jesus is saying, I don't want you just to act, to do spiritual acts, to get the applause of others. I want you to do them for me. I want a real life relationship. 
I, I want real life transformation for you, not just a show. So there's the thesis. And then Jesus gives us these three examples of spiritual practices and asks us to reflect on our motivation for doing them. Why? Why does he ask us to do it? Because our motivation matters. Okay, let's look at each one of them. The first illustration centers on giving. And it says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received the reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Okay, in this first illustration, Jesus challenges us to examine our motivations for giving. Yeah, yes, he wants us to be generous with our church and everyday life, but not to get the praise of others, but instead to do it because we heard from God about generosity and we're doing what he said. And, and it's so tempting. It's just so tempting to, to want our generosity to kind of earn us the admiration of others. It, it was author Ethan Richardson makes this observation about the business world and says, companies are now attempting to outdo each other with major acts of generosity. Ah, but there's a catch. They'll do good as long as they can make sure their customers know about it. Of course, we should commend companies for doing the right thing, but Jesus wanted us to do the right thing with the right motive, to please God, not to impress others. All right, maybe you don't own or run a company, but all of us need to ask ourselves, okay, think about your giving. When I give, am I kind of upset when I don't get recognized? Or when others do get noticed and I don't, how does that feel? Do I expect to kind of get my way because I give? Or because of how much I give? We can all be tempted to want our generosity to be noticed by other people. But Jesus says this, he says, he says the one who matters is your father in heaven. And he notices, he notices. Then he gives a second, Jesus does a second illustration, and this time about prayer. And he says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who's in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Again, Jesus is pointing out, he's saying, your motivation matters. And he warns us against hypocrisy. Now, in, in the Greek, the word hypocrisy was actually a theater term that meant uh, to wear a mask. Now, these weren't COVID masks, but were actually theater masks and theater masks that performers would wear in order that the actors could actually play multiple characters. Okay. Author Eugene Peterson picks up on this in his rewrite of Matthew 6, 5, and, and he explains it this way. He says, and when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? <laughs> Jesus is saying, when you pray, don't put on an act in front of people so you'll get noticed. Now, we got to be clear about this. Jesus isn't against spiritual acts in public. I mean, his, his disciples wrote about some of his public prayers in Scripture, so they must have heard him praying publicly. And, and Jesus often went to the synagogue and publicly read Scripture. Jesus also praised the widow who gave all she had. And for Jesus to praise her, that means he actually had to 
see her do it in public. So these statements from Jesus don't prohibit spiritual acts in public, but it warns us about using these public actions as a way of getting the applause from others. All right, so ask yourself, when you pray in front of other people, what thoughts are going through your mind? I mean, just keeping it real, I've had times when I've prayed, okay, in front of you all, and I realize I'm in the middle of, of praying that I'm thinking more about how my prayer is sounding to other people, like you all in the room, than what I'm actually saying to God. Or let me ask you this, have you ever found yourself, maybe it's in a small group or some other setting where you you pray and you pray out loud and you go, and afterwards you go like, ah, oh, that was a really lame prayer. I bet that sounded dumb, <laughs> right? And I can't be the only one. We can all be tempted to want to be noticed by other people. But Jesus, again, he says this, the only one who matters is your father in heaven. And he notices, he notices. Then the final illustration is about fasting. It says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And again, Jesus is talking about fasting, but what really matters to him is our motivation. Is it coming from an intrinsic motivation to get God's attention or extrinsic to get the attention of others? And he's challenged us to examine why we do the things we do. He wants to loosen the grip that approval seeking has on us and help us to seek only God's approval. Now, now last month, many of us, hundreds of us, uh, maybe thousands of us, were a part of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And whether you fasted from food or something like social media or television, did you find yourself kind of tempted to let other people know or just kind of drop a hint about the sacrifice that you were making? And we can all be tempted to want our sacrifices to be noticed by other people. But Jesus says, hey, the one who matters is your father in heaven, and he notices. What Jesus wants in all three of these illustrations is for you and me to examine our motivations. Are we trying to be noticed by people? or by God? Are we driven by the approval of others or Father in heaven? And Jesus wants us to understand that that motivation matters. So, So how do we know? How do we know if we're seeking the approval of others? Well, here's a quick three statement assessment. All right. You're seeking the approval of others if your actions are motivated by the praise or lack of praise of those around you. Your decisions are often driven by what others will think. You're easily discouraged and irritated or angry when your efforts are not appreciated by others. Now, if you're feeling a little discouraged looking at that list, you're going, yes, yes, ah, and yes. I'll tell you, don't be discouraged because you're not alone. But as we continue to pursue this U plus life, God wants to free us from these unhealthy motivations so he can lead us to real freedom. In fact, I'll tell you what, I don't want to stop with just highlighting the areas where we struggle. Let's highlight the positives as well. Here are a few markers of the person who is pursuing God's approval over the approval of others. You ready? You find joy 
when God gets the credit, even if you receive no attention or praise in the process. You seek to know and pursue what Jesus values more than climbing the ladder of success. You feel so loved and noticed by God. I'm telling you, this could be you. It's the you plus life. This is who you're meant to be. So so, so how? How do we move toward that kind of life? Okay, let's think back to Jesus' three illustrations. He says in in 6.2, so when you give, and then later on in verse 5, so and, and when you pray, and then in verse 16, when you fast, in all three of these illustrations, giving, praying, and fasting, Jesus says something implicitly that's very important. He doesn't command us to engage in these spiritual practices. You notice that? In fact, what actually happens, he just kind of assumes we'll be doing them. He assumes that you and I as disciples, we're going to be. That's what followers of Jesus do. They, they give, they pray, they fast. That will be a regular part of our lives. And notice, Jesus doesn't expect us to engage in spiritual practices either for purely altruistic reasons. This is interesting because he says, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you right there in verse four. And in case we don't get it in verse six, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then again in 18, he says, and your father who sees one in secret will reward you. Jesus does not say, okay, that we should give, pray, and fast simply because it's the right thing to do. No, he wants us to be and experience a reward. And, and what's the reward? The reward is this. It says that God sees what is done. I want you to get this, okay? When you give, you pray, or fast, God sees it. He sees you. God sees what is done. You actually have, imagine this, the attention of God. Not only the attention, you have the approval of God. You have the applause, okay, from an audience of one because God sees what is done. Let me say it again, sees what is done. When you do those things, God sees what is done. Spiritual practices of giving, praying, and fasting are actually designed to help us grow in our connection, our relation with God. But that only happens It only happens, this is why it's so important, if we do it with the motivation that Jesus says to do it. And then, I'll tell you, then those things begin to transform us from the inside out. Dallas Willard explains it. He says, the kind of people who've been so transformed by their daily walk with God that good deeds naturally flow from their character are precisely the kind of people whose left hand would not notice what their right hand is doing. What they do, they do naturally often automatically, simply because of what they are pervasively and and internally. Their deeds are in secret, no matter who is watching, for they're absorbed in the love of God and of those around them. We do it because we're absorbed in this attention, being seen, this love of God, first of all, and then the love of others as a result. It's easy, it's so, 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 so easy for us to fall in the trap of living our lives to be noticed by others and for the approval of others. (laughs) Perhaps the guy who had the abs tattooed on his stomach is the ultimate expression of someone who's crying out to be noticed, even if what he's being noticed for isn't real. And if you long to be noticed, if there is, and it's inside all of us, a hunger for approval, here's what I want you to know today, all right? You already have what you're chasing. You already matter to the one who matters most. There's only one 
whose opinion matters. And God sees you, he knows you, and he loves you beyond measure.